everybody, and welcome to episode 93 of Middle of the Row, the podcast. This week, we are discussing the latest MCU release is the Sony-produced Marvel choreographed <laughs> Spider-Man Far From Home. This is the second Wait, choreographed? In, I don't know. That was the word I went with. This is the second entry in the Tom Holland Spider-Man trilogy that they have planned. But this will be this is the fifth appearance of Tom Holland in the MCU. So there's a lot of history to the character already, and this movie kind of deals with that and how it's going to move forward. In a post-Tony Stark, post-Endgame world. Did you say the title? Yeah. Okay, I missed it then. (laughs) Everybody is back from the old movie for the most part. There's a couple of the kids aren't there anymore. I guess we're left to assume that they were not a part of the blip. As they're referring to the experience if you were part of the snap. I guess nobody knew what really happened with the snap. So they, they made their own term for it, the blip. Well, actually, the snap is the the disappearance. The blip is the return. You just got well, actually. I don't think, I don't think they, I think the blip was referring to anything that, the, everything that happened. Yeah, don't try to nerd split. Yeah, that's how I took it. The director came yeah. out and clarified it. Yeah, well, the directors keep doing that for a lot of movies. Like, if you listen to everything they're saying about Endgame, the movie just gets worse and worse. <laughs> I ignore them. <laughs> But the two new faces, they bring Fury and Hill come over from S.H.I.E.L.D. Comment. Comment. I have a what? comment, but I asked to stay for spoilers. <laughs> and the new superhero person in this movie is uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterio. Comment. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just quickly let's we gotta get into spoilers to talk about this movie as usual general thoughts will go around on quickly what you thought of homecoming and then what you thought of this one john well seeing that homecoming is the best mcu film in their like spree homecoming i think homecoming was amazing i thought it was a great way to return to a character who was I wouldn't say, like, briefly introduced, but, like, yeah, very shortly introduced in a different film that wasn't their own. And then, like, still give them what felt like a fleshed-out sort of origin story. And I think Tom Holland is probably was probably the best at portraying Peter Parker as an actual teenager and what it's like to, like... I don't think we've really... Well, uh, I guess we did in the... Well, I guess we did in all of the previous iterations... But I don't know. I just appreciated this one way more. It was way more memorable. It was way more fun. So yeah, I love Homecoming. Homecoming will probably always be a top five MCU film for me. Uh, it's not actually the, my favorite. Although I'm not sure what would So be. how do you feel about Far From Home? Far From Home suffers from like, at the first part of it for me, the... Wait, we're venturing into like new territory of like, is this the end of phase three or the beginning of phase four? Or do we even know or care? Like all that kind of stuff. And so um, for me, it feels weird to call it the end of phase three because that makes it seem like more tacked on and just more awkward, I guess. Um, yeah, I definitely didn't think of it in those terms at all. And so the first part, I don't know, seemed 
strange like it didn't seem like it didn't seem like it had the same tone or the same like kind of flow as the first one like it felt very like the characters were obviously the same but like they didn't seem quite themselves but then it really just i think it took the movie a little bit of time to kind of get into it where i felt like okay yeah no these are the characters like i'm used to and i love um and i I mean there's other reasons for that feeling too which we'll talk about in spoilers but i think once actually the turn in the film where you kind of feel where you kind of also get a sense of like what actually is going on i thought that was i i thought that's when the movie like really kind of took off for me and maybe I felt a little bit less uneasy about like what was going on and a little bit more sort of like secured in the plot and secured in the understanding of like, okay, so these are how these characters are related to here and all this kind of stuff. You're done. Can I just, <laughs> can I just say real quickly, Jake yes. Gyllenhaal, yeah. I think did a fantastic job and it took me a while to realize he was doing a fantastic job, but then I finally realized he was doing an incredible job and it had some of the best action. I think I've appreciated in Spider-Man's, Duration. Hard disagree to the <laughs> to the action stuff, Ben. Like John, I really really love Homecoming. It's not my favorite Spider-Man film. That's still Spider-Man Two, the Raimi one. Is it? Is it better than Winter Soldier? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. No. Thank you. I was about to call you out, Ben, but you you answered correctly, so <laughs> I'll let it go. Can we cut John's mic? <laughs> I didn't like Far From Home as much as I liked Homecoming. I. I still think it's one of the better MCU movies. I put it up there, like, with Thor Ragnarok and the the first Captain America. Like, it's great. I think it's not as bold as it should be when it's trying to, like, open this new world. Like, build, build upon the previous three phases of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and set up something new. I don't think it goes as far as... I would like it to. The post credit scene do. Well, yes, those do, <laughs> yes. But the majority of the movie doesn't. But I think what elevates it above, like, you know, like Thor or the my other origin movies or other, like, sequels that I, single character movies I enjoyed, I think Tom Holland is just a fantastic actor. And he, he's so great playing Peter Parker, the teenager and the hero. Jake Gyllenhaal is probably my favorite actor alive, so his portrayal of Mysterio is unsurprisingly fantastic. And I just, I think all the supporting characters, especially Zendaya's, MJ really got a lot more to do, and they're even more enjoyable than they were last time. I wish they didn't streamline the kids. It's It really is just Ned, MJ, and Betsy. That's it. You know, and rewatching Homecoming and Flash, yeah. But rewatching Homecoming right before this, I don't know. I loved that was one thing that disappointed me about this one was it just less banter between the high school, like Martin Starr, which he was very funny in this movie, but he took up the majority of the comedy and him and the other the other teacher, yeah, JB's movie and yeah. the and the pedophile. Who's the pedophile? I was not sure if he was supposed to be twenty one or he just looked a lot older. The guy that was hitting on MJ, yeah, I think he was supposed to be there. A little bit older than them. He was younger. He was younger, he was than, younger them. Okay, than them. It doesn't before. play that way at all, though, because he looks so much older. <laughs> so, like, the yeah. whole movie, the whole movie, I thought he was basically a pedophile. And I was like, this is not enjoyable at all. Because <laughs> <laughs> they talk about, they show the flash forward at the beginning, right? Where 
It's like him as an. They mention students who have graduated. They imply now. he was the same age as them. Yeah. Wait, but before I, the like, I didn't understand which group he fell in. If he was like younger and now their age, or their age and now way older, because he looks so much older than everyone. I think it was. I believe younger. he was he much was not, younger. He was not snapped, and he was a few years younger than them. Well, it does um, not work. Yeah. I implied he was maybe a senior now, and they're juniors. They're seniors. They're seniors He's 16. too. That's all I know. Uh, Tom Holland's character, Spider-Man. Yeah. Oh, is yeah. he? Oh yeah. no, he is. He a said so- sixteen. Sophomore. Okay. Anyway, but I think this film had the same kind of humor and heart that, the, that Homecoming did. I was enjoying myself the entire time. Lauren. Homecoming was good. It was too long. It had a better villain than this one. The end. <laughs> I don't need to go on for 10 hours yep. about my opinion. <laughs> we can talk about it in the spoilers. I liked Homecoming more. I think this is probably the second worst sequel in the MCU. Again, all movies I like. Iron Man 2 is the only one I have below it in my rankings. Thor. I, I agree. Like I'm inner- I feel the same way as I felt about Captain Marvel. Like It's an MCU movie. It's entertaining. It's got some laughs, but I don't. They're just. It, it just didn't seem to be really doing a whole lot. And again, I, I, we can get into spoilers to talk more about some of my bigger complaints. But I would say I felt like Mysterio was a tad undeveloped. It didn't really. It, it like dances around maybe talking about some interesting messages and ideas and themes, but never really gets there. The when the final the po- two post credit sequences are way more interesting and intriguing and thought provoking than the two hours that came before it. This is the first time I've ever been angry at post credit sequences. <laughs> <laughs> but it put into stark contrast the that my disappointment with the movie, and I think but, I've, okay, I've can just... I push back a little bit on that, Zach? Because I think the last post credit sequence, by the way, by the by just the context that it's provided, the last post credit sequence, save for Infinity War's post credits and Captain Marvel's post credit sequence, there's never been one that's carried so much weight with it. And so it's I feel like it's unfair to measure the movie this specific movie against its post credit sequence because i almost feel like if you put any like what if this wasn't a spider-man movie like what if it was a doctor strange movie for whatever reason or even a black panther movie like what if it had to go up against the post credit sequence that was given to it that's that's nearly impossible because there's so many questions that remain and then it answers some of them but then adds on to that list of all the other questions so i think if the movie was more interesting and moving forward anything it wouldn't have felt so this is the first time a post-credit sequence has ruined the rest of the movie for me (laughs) i can't wait to talk about it so let's get to it obviously i i think everybody still hey see the spider-man movie you're gonna see it anyways mm-hmm. but it's like top I, I, I was disappointed mcu for me i think oh okay i'm it's bottom five for me so that puts two of the top last three in the bottom five for me e. wait was captain marvel also in your bottom five yes hmm, interesting but endgame is number two so there it all averages out and, and your number one is homecoming correct nope it's Civil War. Or no, not Civil War. It's um, Wonder Soldier. 
No, or is it Avengers? Avengers? I can never remember. I bounced between those two, and I, th- I thought you did too. I can't remember. I, I do. It's Avengers. No, right I now. after rewatching it for uh, Endgame, it had to, it got pop, it got popped up top. Well, that, and that's what we decided in our bracket too, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, but brackets don't necessarily mean up. best. <laughs> <laughs> you ruined everything in that bracket, I think. I don't think, but I don't think I did though, because we went on the letterbox. No, I don't. Score. I don't. I, I don't remember what it. <laughs> so Winter Soldier went off against Black. No. Shoot, I don't even remember. So far from home. <laughs> Go see Spider-Man. It's another solid MCU movie, which is okay, I guess. It's an interesting transition that we're going to discuss now in spoilers. So spoilers? Sure. Spoilers. 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 All the spoilers. Spoilers. Yeah. What do you guys want to talk about first? We're, we'll uh... save post credit stuff. Let's talk about the movie first. I was hoping Mysterio actually turned turned out to be a superhero. Like, I think that would have been a really cool way to change expectations, like to subvert expectations. Because, but that would just be Captain Marvel over again. <laughs> well, I mean, it would to me it would be more like Trevor, where who? <laughs> you know, Trevor, the Mandarin. Oh, oh I kept okay. thinking of the Mandarin during this, and that made me angry. Hmm. I wish I was thinking about the Mandarin. The Mandarin was super lame. Iron Man 3 holds up in retrospect. That was one of my favorite twists in the MCU so far, and I would have loved something where it's like, you know, it almost sets him up to be, it almost sets up Mysterio to be the bad guy, but then it's like, oh shit, actually he's not. And then, although I do appreciate that instead of like a, you know, he's not just like some special effects artist, but he's... Like just a really pissed off Stark employee, and I think that I think that's actually really a really cool thing because it shows Stark's legacy as Spider Man, like these people who are going to follow in his footsteps and be the next generation of heroes. But then it's also Stark has left a lot of bad with all I mean, the good. Didn't he do that in Iron Man three as well with what's yep. his face? Yeah, yeah. It's that a was very a tried and true thing. So when it happened, yeah. I was like, "Yay, this again!" Yeah, I agree with Lauren. It felt a little tired that they were going that route again. I will say, I think the way Jake Gyllenhaal... Jake Gyllenhaal's performance of Barf when they inserted him into the Civil War scene, though, was really funny. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and I think he... Like, the Mysterious character, and Ben, you could probably speak more to this, or Ben and Lauren, you both can, actually. Like, it's it's a villain that's based around campiness. Like... This guy who's going for the most dramatic kind of, like, entrance and is all about, like, the illusion and the spectacle, spectacle of it. yeah. And yeah. when Jake Gyllenhaal made that switch from being this, like, substitute Tony Stark father figure to Peter to being like, oh, no, this is who I really am. Like, I don't know. It just, it made sense. I don't know. Or it just, it fit very well. And yeah, the aspect of him being kind of like getting his revenge on Tony. Yeah, we've seen it before, obviously. What, what's what's Mysterio's endgame? He wants to be the biggest superhero? Yeah. He wants to, he wants guess, to replace like in Tony. The movie, in the movie, he wants to be supported I'm talking about by... the movie. Yes. What, what's his, what, what was his yeah, endgame? Yeah, he wants to the be movie? the next Tony Stark level yeah, he, celebrity. He wants, he wants to almost yeah. replace Tony Stark to kind of like throw it back in his face, almost to be like you uh, disparaged everything that I'd worked so hard on, and and then and fired me. me. Now look at me; I'm even bigger than you are. Um, and 
as tired as it is, I would have been fine with it had it just been him. But the fact that he has this group of people who are all, I guess, fine with killing kids because Tony pissed them off. Like, that didn't work for me at all. The group of people yeah, around him. Yeah, they pay a little bit of lip service to that they're questioning that. And then it, they kind of just they don't really get to talk about it anymore. I, I mean, I don't even know where you guys got that. <laughs> that was his motivation. He says it at one point. He says like, it. That's yeah. the only... Was it during that big monologue that I, I think it on? probably was. Like, that's the only reason. The <laughs> only reason I know what his goal was, was because he point blank says <laughs> or says it. <laughs> Well, and I, but I also like how it's, it wasn't just this one guy. It was a bunch of Stark employees who were all pissed off and they all had reasons to do it. I thought that was cool. Question. Like Mysterio's not. Were there six of them? Six of who? It's not the Sinister Six. Okay. No. I, I just, I didn't know if they could be maybe playing into that in the future almost. Yeah. You know, that one cool. woman who was ironing his cape turns into Rhino. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best joke running joke in the movie the cape. during the final battle <laughs> yes i still need my cape i i i don't know i i heard a lot of hype about Hall. you guys seem to really enjoy him i didn't he think was, it was anything special yeah i was like he wasn't bad but i i, I wish we would have got a little bit something more out of him and i wish we had gotten to play more with the illusions like when um when he gets basically in Spider-Man's brain and is doing all that stuff around him where he's like falling down. You know you know why I'm talking about mm-hmm. the sequence. I really enjoyed Loved that. that. Yeah, it, it makes no really sense good. when you think about it because like the technology has to predict Spider-Man's every movement in order to keep his suit on him. The more I think about how the tech works and all that, the more it doesn't work for me. Where a simple thing of him just like blowing some like I don't know, Scarecrow dust in his face would have worked much better for me, for me to fully believe that Spider-Man could have been immersed in something that was being done by drones. Well, yeah, he used to use drugs in the comics, doesn't he, in some iterations? Like, yeah. Like, um, hallucinogenic things? Yeah, but then the, the thing the thing that I was thinking about is, like, when you mentioned Scarecrow, because it, it reminded me of the, the Scarecrow fight in Arkham Asylum. Yeah, for sure. And then, it, but there's also there's a, a Mysterio fight in the 2000 Spider-Man PlayStation game, and that's like one of my favorite like original PlayStation games. So I had this like nostalgic moment of like two of my favorite games ever, and I was just like, oh god, this is so cool. But I did not enjoy those sequences either well, that's, of the. Well, that's because you don't like fun. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how you couldn't like. I it was. I don't know. It just felt. I mean, I get all these movies are CGI gobbledygook, but it's felt especially like I enjoyed the London, like him swinging around the drones in the London Bridge. Yeah, that's cool. The final drive to Mysterio, where he was like all in an, an illusion, or and then yeah, it was it's it was a cool concept, but like execution wise, for whatever reason, it just. It, I just need a I need a scene of Mysterio just going through Parker's file, so we know how he knows what his old he suit has, looks like. He has he has Edith. I think that's I know, your, so, but Edith I just need the scene like an hour. He's yeah. just going through all of the info they have on Peter Parker, He's spending hours, <laughs> yes. hours looking at his portfolio. Well, and I like how they made him like a master manipulator too. Like he was able to convince, you know, that's because Peter, yeah, Peter was okay. desperate Edith. to have connections. He was just being <laughs> stupid. Yes, this that 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 is the biggest problem with the movie that he just like he hung out with this guy for like point 
two seconds and was He's like, like you're my next dad here's Here's tony this. hawk tony hawk or, or tony tony hawk <laughs> tony stark's entire uh, you know like and especially after the movie had like three moments before that where they imply that peter's the smartest person in the room mysterio he, even says it yeah and then he just gives it over it i don't yeah that was that was hard hard pill. To I mean, there. I think you do a lot of crazy stuff when you really like a girl. Yep, and he's also. I mean, he he's afraid, and he just had that moment where he almost killed. I don't know his name, but I'm just going to call him the pedophile. Uh, with the, I'm sure he really appreciates that. I'll find him. I'm going no, no, don't look, don't look. No, he's he's the pedophile from now it on, was, Lord. His name was Brad. Such a pedophile. Oh name. my no, god! I'm just kidding. Shout out to all the Brad. I don't have any friends that are Brad, so it was okay for me to make the joke. I don't have any friends. Like, period, it's a, it, but... Oh god, it felt, uh, you made it weird. You made it sad. It felt a little. It felt a little off. I, I I give you that, Zach. But it's also like, you know, with my history of reading all these comics, like shit like that does happen. Where it's like, oh, I've found you at your most vulnerable moment. I knew it was going to lead to this, and yada yada I mean, yada, and. It but happens in comic books is never a good excuse for me. I'm saying with these films, if they're anything like the comics, you have to kind of suspend some of that occasionally. It just it. But do you? I mean, just take Spider-Man Homecoming. The reveal of figuring each other out in Spider-Man Homecoming. They open the door, and it's the Vulture is the dad, and then Keaton figuring out in the car that he's Spider-Man is top five scenes in the mcu potentially and then to have the big scene here i it just felt so lackluster yeah and it was even with nick fury discovering like it was even weird with him like his figuring out what was happening oh yeah like it was just like and well quote unquote nick fury yeah i feel like we've got to we've got to approach anything regarding and that was one of the things that really kind of like threw me off is that even nick fury and like maria hill like it just their characters seemed off in terms of their dialogue or their tone. Well, and it's because they're different people. Easily. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, they were exactly. almost. They were and almost so like inept. Like Nick Fury isn't this kind of like you know he would he wouldn't be making these mistakes. But and so like yeah, but I think that all gets explained away with exactly. The, but it's hard. Yeah, but the that's that's why. Sequence. But that's why that's so cool. Like the reveal of Talos and Soren is her name. Zorin. Soren. It's his wife. Well, also, and I love that that the setup that's setting up what is it? Sword. That that's like the space, garbage. the space version of Shield. So that that'll be cool. Can we talk about that for a little bit? The reveal that Nick Fury wasn't in this movie. <laughs> so why did it bother you so much? Because it it completely <laughs> ruins every single scene that he had with Peter Parker. Because the dynamic is him and Talos speaking to each other, which Talos Talos has no connection to Peter Parker whatsoever. So all of those conversations mean jack shit. But neither of those Nick Fury. But but uh, Fury doesn't have any connection to Parker either. They've spoken before, <laughs> like him him being. No, hard. I don't think they. No, have. I don't think they have. Yeah, I... well, he knows about him at least. Yeah, like so, him being hard on Peter Parker means far more to me than Talos being hard on Peter Parker. But I really feel like Sam Jackson was playing the performance like he was somebody trying to be, be Nick Fury. Him. That's, yeah, yeah. See, I didn't like read it, that. it felt very, it felt very forced and very just like, I don't know, Sam. Like 
Nick Fury he's extra mean and grumpy. Nick Fury isn't mean and grumpy like that yeah. anymore. Like he had softened in the last few. Yeah, but not even like softened. Like he he has his high expectations or whatever. He's more thoughtful, but he's very thoughtful about it. Yeah, like think about the first Avengers. Like everything he said to the to the crew to the team was like a lot of hard things and heavy things to say. But and he straight up he didn't like, like yell at them of, or berate them. Granted, he wasn't he talking to a teenager. A but. Okay, I'll just say then the other thing that ruins it is that. Nick Fury is off planet when our world is being destroyed and he's leaving it in the hands of some random dude we don't really know. But it's someone he knows. He's probably worked with But that doesn't work from a viewer standpoint. I mean, I I, I see what you're saying, Lauren. I'm sure this will be all explained away in Captain Marvel. I mean, I'm just saying I shouldn't need a future movie to appreciate a movie now. That's fair. Alright, so here's a bigger question to ask. Is the hill and... Is the Hill and oh, Fury? Where's Maria Hill? That end. pisses me off even more. <laughs> she's probably on one <laughs> of those spaceships a too. CBS well, they should have showed her. <laughs> is it Fury and Hill at the end of Infinity War, or is it Talos at the end of it? Like, oh, don't even ruin that for me now. <laughs> but 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 I'm oh, just saying. Shit. Fury, oh shit! You're right. Like have, oh my god. They don't do anything in Endgame either. What if Nick they Fury never got there. stabbed? It was just Talos as Nick Fury who got snapped. I think. I think. I read somewhere. <laughs> I think we might find out that's true. That's no. I, Nick Fury. I, so I was watching some new Rockstars videos. Shout out to new Rockstars because I I really do like appreciate kind of their investigative diligence in terms of finding this. Yes, and apparently, yes, you can suck up on Twitter later. No, no. I like it's. I feel like it's good recap i think they're the best there's recap there's no videos. evidence out there to know the answer to this question yet i think some creator i think so i mean this goes back to lauren's point about like who cares what like filmmakers say or whatever but i think they're on record saying that like nick fury has only been or, or talos has only been nick fury for the duration of this movie so like i mean they could get away with it because it's been a few months since endgame but at the same time Fury seemed. I guess if he's supposed to be on vacation after the events of Endgame, that makes sense. Yeah, that it's it's just a, been a temporary. Can I say one quick thing? And I think it like it, the line works even better with Talos. Like in retrospect, the Captain Nick... Marvel one. Don't invoke her name. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, not that. But the uh, when Spider Man's like, I'm just a neighborhood Spider Man. Bitch, please, you've been to space, and it just. I feel like, because that's not something Fury would say, but that's definitely, like, something snarky Talos would want to say. It's and something Samuel L. Jackson would say, therefore, for yes. me, it's something Nick Fury would say. <laughs> no, yeah, I agree with I Lord. just feel like it's something Talos is saying. It's like, Nick Fury would have a way to I, say See, it, I don't hear Talos say saying bitch to someone. <laughs> but if he's being if he's being Nick Fury... So then you're saying it is something point. Nick Fury would say. <laughs> One thing I one thing I do want to like toss out in regards to Maria Hill though because we never see Maria Hill on the spaceship or whatever. But also one thing that someone pointed out, well Eric Voss pointed out. So in Captain Marvel, they talk about how Nick Fury tells uh, Carol Danvers that everyone everyone calls him Fury, and they even make a big deal of it to say uh, like as a reveal, like when he figures out that. Uh, his boss is really Talos. It's because he calls him Nicholas or whatever. You, if you flash back to the post credit scene for Infinity War, when Maria Hill and Samuel L. Jackson are in the car and the helicopter comes crashing down, 
like she says nick nick and granted she was in distress obviously because like there's about to be a car accident or whatever but it was it just that played kind of weird to me and so now there's this like theory of like well who actually is maria hill like we've only seen her in the avengers movies pretty much and she's pretty she's she's been this like side player this entire time what if she's actually been a scroll this this entire time which could also maybe set up I mean, something I could for see them doing something like invasion. that. Well, she would still be Maria Hill, though. It would just mean there was no Maria yeah. Hill. Yeah. yeah. Do they give credit to a different actress in the post-credit sequence? Is that out there anywhere? Doesn't seem to be on IMDb. Because it kind of... I thought the scroll version still looked like Colby Smulders. Oh, really? No. As, as brief as it was. I wonder if... That's a good question, actually. I was assuming it was his wife from Captain Marvel. Yeah, so whoever that actress is. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you very well could be right. That was just a thought I had for And it might have just been because of the morphing effect or whatever. Yeah. Sharon Blinn is the actress who plays the other scroll. In this movie? Yes. Okay. Do you know if she's also in Captain Marvel? She is. She plays Soren in both movies. Okay, okay cool. It says cameo and Far From Home. So For yeah. what I would say to where is Maria Hill, like, I was only half joking, like, I bet she's not in that post credit sequence because they're literally like, you might not be available because you might have a, a new show and we don't can't guarantee you're going to be there. And that's why she's, yeah. that would be the main reason why she's not in it. Yeah, that's Not fair. that they don't want to not use the character um, in some capacity. So what do we think? So how far in development do we think that, Ben, you said it's called S.W.O.R.D.? This Yes. Do we think that's just getting started up, or has that been something that's been going on? We're going to probably find more about. I think it's probably been going on since Nick Fury came back. Like, immediately when he came back, he's like, shit needs to change. Came back from Endgame, the snap? Yes. Yeah, yeah. The the, the blip. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I was going to ask about um, the mid credit scene. What did we think about where that could take the plot and also just the appearance of J.K. Simmons? J.K. Simmons, yes. The rest, boo. I have ideas. I they've have already impl- ideas. they've already have said he's not Raimi multiverse shenanigans. If that's where yeah. you're going, yeah. But no. um, later, Ray's parents are going to be super famous. So I want to give you guys my prediction of where it's going to go. Like because the director John John Watts is that his name? Yes. Shit, he wants uh, to do Craven and he wants to bring in Craven and one of one of the biggest Craven stories is the Last Hunt, where he buries Spider Man alive, commits a bunch of crimes wearing his costume. So basically, you know, they're gonna have to bes- hire a small besmirches his name. Well, yeah, but what but what I I think is like it could be it, that could be. In the end, it could play out too. It's like, oh, Spider Man wasn't the one doing that; it was Craven, and that that could be the the way Parker's identity goes back to he's not Spider Man, you know. See, as anyone else who has watched a lot up to this point or close to this point of the DC universe on TV, mm-hmm. we're so over the whole revealing someone's identity story. So when it happened in this, I was just like, well, I'm not interested in the next movie now. I mean, I imagine it's there to just create an element of danger in the third movie that these haven't had. And yeah. Put, and to put May so, at risk. May and MJ and Ned. Well, we also, but we also have to take this with a grain of salt by remembering that, or just, well, for, first and foremost, uh, there are people who could easily 
like discredit that information by discrediting uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterio's character first and foremost, and say like, no, this was the man who was actually behind it. Blah blah yeah, blah. Yeah, but blah, people blah. believe anything they see on the well, internet. But and but, also, but like, then it'd also be like, why would he lie? Like, even if he made up the shit about him ordering the drones, why would he make up? A random kid as the identity, you know. No, that's fair. Um, I mean, it doesn't also, matter if he makes it up or not, because everyone's going to be watching him regardless of if it's true or not. Yeah. But then you also have to consider um, the source of that information being the way that they were playing J.K. Simmons, uh, Jonah Jameson, as like uh, the Daily Bugle is no longer like an actual newspaper; it's like a tabloid esque or like a, a propaganda fake news esque, like Infowars kind of thing. So. It's kind of like that in the new Spider-Man game. He has like his own yeah. podcast and everything. Yeah. yeah, that's what I thought about too. Yeah, they could definitely have Michael Keaton come back and say that Peter Parker's not Spider-Man too, in some capacity. And if they want to bring back Michael Mando's Scorpion, he was originally like the he the he got the suit through J. Jonah Jameson. So there could be some unintentional chaos through that as well. That would be interesting. And they yeah. implied that guy was in the post-credits, right? The dude, Imply. The scorpion is in jail with the yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Do we think that what's-his-face, the guy who was kind of balding with the glasses, could come back as Mysterio? Because they show him downloading all the info. Yeah. He could. I don't know if that was just supposed to be a nod to the stuff they give to Jameson, or if... That's true. The whole... But yeah, that's interesting. Or maybe maybe that all stuff that stuff all goes with uh, to the same place where that one guy in Ant Man took the the pin particles and then just never showed up in any other movie. No, I don't yeah, remember I mean, Ant Man that well. It's had a lot of loose <laughs> there's, ends. There's a guy who steals pin particles and like gets away with them, and there's oh, never that, been any. That was on it. Um, Steve Rogers. We see it Should in Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I I just want to say though I think with the reveal of J.K. Simmons as Jonah Jameson, like the theater like erupted into applause and cheers. Oh yeah, for so sure. That yeah, that was pretty so cool. So good. I'm I'm glad Marvel and Marvel and Sony have realized they can't they can't recast him. They just they avoided it with the uh, the what do you call it the uh, amazing movies. Oh god, I'm so glad he's back. Maybe I don't know. It feels weird, and especially since it's not some weird multiverse thing but yeah i've heard yet. quote internet that there is still someone has um confirmed that there is the multiverse just a disclaimer this conversation took place before marvel announced phase four and they even gave the newest doctor strange movie the awesome subheading and the multiverse of madness so we aren't that dumb yeah, and Doctor Strange is kind of because even yeah, Doctor Strange. Yeah, that's true. But even if Jake or Mysterio wasn't from a, another universe, he knew what Earth we were on, and so it has to be true for him to have that detail because he said six or it's just a yeah, or it's just a cute Easter egg. But it, yeah, that's true. But yeah. it's like making that it, it's such a specific detail that if it's just an Easter egg, I'd be so angry. I think, yeah, it's like, I think it's going to be an Easter egg until they decide to actually bring in the multiverse. And then it's going to be like, oh, either. Yeah, it's like he did know. Like, I'm really sick of them not playing the MCU theme song over the movies anymore. 
<laughs> the opening credits. Is that a weird thing? It feels like it hasn't happened in a while. Did they not do it for this one? Well, this no. time, didn't they play the Spider-Man was, one? No, like, it, was it was Whitney Houston. They played the Spider-Man oh, one. Yeah. In yeah. That felt like, it was like, that That should have been like a Deadpool kind of thing. Neither Endgame or, oh, I mean, I liked where they oh, went. did Endgame not the, do that? No. No. It had a, it had some song after Hawkeye. I will, oh, although I gotta say, one of, <laughs> I, one of the best sequences in the entire movie was the, the basketball court with the blip. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> the band just reappearing. It's like, oh, so it did happen just like we all thought. Like, so people in planes are dead. Yeah. Like, they just. <laughs> yeah, that was a, it, that was a uh, not so great conundrum they introduced by doing that very funny visual gag. Yeah. Um, did I hope you guys pointed out while I was away from this that they used Comic Sans. Okay, we did not. Okay. But good to know. <laughs> but it's. It's the age-old make fun of this font. And I just loved it so much. Like, that's what I knew. I was like, who the hell made this thing? And as soon as they did that, it's like, oh, it's students. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's two big things we're not talking about. The uselessness One, of J.B. Smoove in this movie? I agree. Yeah, they definitely underutilized <laughs> his talents. No, but... um, The Peter uh, Tingle? <laughs> that was also yes! excellent. I hope it's never called a Spidey sense. I know, ever. for sure. Like and I will say when you said that, just going back to the um, the what's it called, the illusions he was doing. That was one thing that I really appreciated. That I wish we had had a little bit more of with the illusions. Just him being able to use his spider sense slash Peter Tingle to get out of that. I thought that was a very badass moment. Was for he him. not able to yeah. use it? Well, I was just it, thinking about... he wasn't really there. Like I think cause... it's still he was still honing it. Kind of. Like, has it ever really come up before in the movies? Or is it just I something we always assumed so. that he just well, had? Because that's what we're used to. Like the other MCU movies? Yeah. The only hint we get at it is in Infinity War, when he's on the bus. Like, his the yeah. hair on his arm stands up, and then he knows there's something. Then he looks that's up true. and sees the ship. Yeah. But that's the only hint we've had of it. Okay, yeah. So I just... Whereas, whereas in the other movies, it's just there. I thought the implication was, since it was a projection, that's why he couldn't sense what was happening. Like, there was no spider sense to Beck because it's he not wasn't actually him physically him. Yeah. in the space. And that makes sense because it wouldn't, like, the it's meant to warn him of immediate danger. Well, yeah, and but he was still getting any... hit with things. Yeah. So he yeah. should have yeah, sensed Like a train. Those. Yeah, like a train. <laughs> I feel like it should have been like, hey, buddy. The most prominent thing ever and his Peter Tingle didn't go off for it. Oh, and he got to go it's to the Netherlands. Right <laughs> so have you heard... Uh, one more um, before we get into the back into the actual movie. Have you heard the thought that we're going to discover that Happy's real name is Benjamin? In the third? In the movie? <laughs> next movie? No. Yeah. They should and, not do that. But here's the question. I thought they implied Uncle Ben is already dead. Yes. No, and like... He has a briefcase that's uh, that has Benjamin's initials, Ben okay. Parker's initials. He okay. he does in this one. Yeah, because I okay. BFP. Oh, that's Benjamin right. It wasn't a, it wasn't ben, it wouldn't have been an Uncle Ben briefcase well, in the other. All ones, the websites are trying to write like, have we not actually seen the? Has Ben not Uncle Ben not died yet? And after the reveal of MJ, they wouldn't. I wouldn't want them to do a second character. Yeah, like, like I think it was novel the first time. If they if they do it again, it's gonna be like. Eh. 
Well, I mean, I think they left that relationship pretty not set in stone at that with that last scene between May and Happy. Which but, was great. Um, not enough uh, hot Aunt May in this movie. Just putting that out there. <laughs> I love the part in the beginning, though, where he was helping her out on stage. He was just so awkward. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so What's going on right now? <laughs> let's talk about the two main through lines of this movie, which is A, the MJ Peter stuff, and B, the Tony Peter stuff. And... One last thing about Happy, and then we can move on. Yeah. My favorite moment of this movie was when he tried to throw the shield. <laughs> How does Cap do that? Uh, that was great. I I think my favorite scene... I'm going to pick... Let's talk about the Tony stuff. Because I think that was actually the thing handled the best in the movie, probably. Like him dealing with the weight and the guilt of... and Or not necessarily guilt, but... Um, the responsibility of... The responsibility. Yeah. That felt like the most drawn out and well-developed of the the plot going along. Mm-hmm. And I think the best scene of the movie was the ACDC, or as Peter says, <laughs> Led Zeppelin. <laughs> that was my favorite scene of the movie, I think. Just, See, I didn't uh, know who actually it, sang that song, so I was like, I get this is a joke, but I don't know the exact details. <laughs> Not just the joke, but just him making the suit and acting like Tony. And, See, you know, to me, yeah. though, it's like I don't want him to be... Iron but he Man. is though he's a genius yeah and I, I was actually really excited that excited that we got to see him be a genius i mean that i do i do like that but i don't want him to just be the next iron man i still want him to be spider-man i don't, I don't think, think he's, he's gonna, gonna be iron man he's not a dick this movie made it pretty, <laughs> this movie made it very clear you can't there you can't fill be yeah. the next iron yeah. man like tony that, couldn't that, even that, fill tony's shoes yeah yeah i just thought the way they just put stark and iron man's image in the background of like every single scene mm-hmm. was i thought that was i thought really it was well a done. very inspired choice <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey it was hilarious when he didn't flash say that i don't think so oh in the movie at one point he said something and was inspiring but i could have sworn he said inspiring about spider-man <laughs> And it was amazing. And if I made that up in my own mind, then I am amazing. (laughs) (laughs) The other thing that I thought, I mean, it it kind of worked for what it was doing was the Jake Gyllenhaal with the glasses looked a lot like a young Robert Downey Jr. I mean, they made, they poofed up Tom Holland's hair to make it look more like Robert Downey Jr.'s as well. Everybody else thought that worked well and wasn't. Well, and especially the contrast of like him now taking Tony's advice and being like, I just want to be... A friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. I just want to enjoy my di- my time with my friends, especially since apparently you can leave existence for five years and come back, and existence is completely different. Like, I don't know. It was it was a good contrast of values to create some interpersonal tension. I appreciated the comparison, like him just feeling the weight of being the next Tony. But I definitely don't believe they would have put him as the leader for the next group. Because he's 16 years old. It's like, why wouldn't they go to Bruce Banner? Well, but exactly. Or, but that's that's where it comes to down Captain to... Captain Marvel. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's never on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this comes back to, again, like, the guys... Or Nick Talos and Soren not knowing, like, what to do. More of well, just like, oh, if we're they are give... seriously just running chickens with their heads cut off, not knowing what to do, then I, I can't... I cannot allow that to be the case. Like, I have to believe Nick Fury was somewhat watching them over their shoulders, telling them what to do. Yeah, I mean, the Hulk question isn't the only interesting one. Like, 
I mean, Hawkeye's not going to do it again. Black Widow's dead. Don't remind me. Strange, strange is off. What I forgot what they said. Doing magic. He's yeah. He's yeah. doing stuff. <laughs> doing magic shit. You know. I don't. I don't know but, if they ever said what Bruce was doing. I think they just said they Thor didn't. and. They did not. Yeah, Thor Doctor Strange. And yeah. Strange. Well, so who's <laughs> left on? So, but I mean, you could argue that Lang and Hawkeye don't want to be superheroes anymore. They want to be with their family. I mean, they probably won't do, go that path. But no. I, I, and then also, I mean, th- I think Rhodes probably is out of the game too. Like, I don't know if he wants to keep doing this. Well, shit, no, you know. Well, but, yeah. well, but there's all these new like Disney series. Like, what are the new series that have been announced for? Um, well, there's Loki, oh, WandaVision, yeah, yeah. Uh, Winter Soldier, and Falcon slash mm-hmm. Captain America. So yeah, how about you put Captain America in this movie as the leader? Well, they said he was, they actually said he almost cameoed in it, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, it's like, why, I I just don't believe that they would have gone to a child (laughs) and put, like, all this weight on him. Well, I, at the same time, I don't think Tony was necessarily making him the new leader. He was just making him the new Tony. But everyone else was kind of doing that to Yeah, him. I see what you're saying. Yeah, that, that's a good point. Well, people are stupid. To me, it felt Fair. more like, well, we can't find any <laughs> other heroes, so Spider-Man will have to do. But it's like, what exactly could he do in those situations? He didn't do much. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm going to fight this fire monster. My webs can do nothing. <laughs> they do. They do even less in... Uh, <laughs> Actually, in the comics, because Mysterio has stuff that dissolves the webbing. Yeah, <laughs> but like it just bothered me so much because it's like he can't fight a water monster, he can't fight a fire monster. Why are you yeah. relying on him? <laughs> oh my god! Speaking of just the Spider-Man fi- or Spider-Man fighting stuff, at one point at the end when he was fighting on the bridge or something, I think he got hit by a car or something, and his arms like kind of curled up into the front of him like a spider does when it gets hurt and is dying. And it just made <laughs> me super sad and happy at the same time because it was adorable. <laughs> <laughs> one thing i'm actually frustrated about the spider-man ps4 game now is they they put up the the stealth suit and the the upgraded suit but they didn't call the stealth suit the night monkey which <laughs> that's a they real missed opportunity sh- yeah right like what the hell i did love that the night monkey and just <laughs> ned he's good for some things he got that he get, threw out that thing about monkey. collecting spoons <laughs> <laughs> And I did find his whole relationship with what, what was her name? Betty. Betty. Betty I, thought, Brand, I found that yeah. pretty funny. That yeah. was a well done joke. I I agree. I didn't enjoy the Peter MJ stuff very much though. Like again, I, that's just because you're a heartless person. No, I can't. There's some stuff about it that I also have problems with. Yeah, it just like Peter just had like one like he had a one track mind which. I don't know. I, I would just want a little more diversity there. I feel like we missed some stuff. Like, you know how I complained a lot about how Peter, Quill, and um, Gamora were like uh-huh. a very a much coupled in, in Infinity love. War? This kind of, That felt like this in this movie to me. Like, suddenly mm-hmm. he was like all about MJ. When did yeah. when did this happen? It developed off screen, I guess. There's a couple passing looks in Homecoming. That's about it. But yeah, but then suddenly he's like, I love her. I'm going to get her this brooch yeah. or whatever necklace. And, like, it's like, oh, okay. I guess we missed all of last school year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then half of a year after that, because then they had to restart the next year. Yeah. yeah. Like, I really, I liked Zendaya. I continue to like mm-hmm. her performance in this character. No, and I, I like appreciate her, yeah. the way they've taken the character different. Mm-hmm. And, but, like, there was a point where at one point 
she said that she hadn't been looking at him just because of like she said she had just been looking at him because she thought he was she, he was spider-man yeah and i was fine with that and then they backtrack on it later and it just felt like a very awkward scene to me i don't know why but mm-hmm. that whole dynamic didn't work for me i think they're both super awkward and that's it's why weird. i liked it if well, there's the thing that one word me is to describe teenage romance it's probably awkward so. I'm just saying, it, no, yeah, but like she has been this super confident character who just she's herself Says wholeheartedly, and then with Peter, she's awkward. And like I, I get it that makes sense as a teenager and all this stuff, but it just felt weird in the movie. I don't know why it just didn't sit well with me. When she's usually been the sarcastic person, and suddenly she's like this wilting flower. Well, like, I don't know. Both of those big scenes, like the big, there's the one on the, where they discover Mysterio's a fraud. And then on the London Bridge, not London Bridge, Tower Bridge at the end, Mm -hmm. they both, I agree. Both scenes had weird, I understand it's supposed to be this awkward chemistry, but at the same time, just something felt off beyond that. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I mean, I think there's, there's a sense of like. One thing that I love about Homecoming is also kind of the growth of MJ in that movie. Like, you kind of see that she goes to being more, like, I guess, feeling more sociable, I guess, throughout the movie. And mm-hmm. to the end when she's, like, elected, like, team captain now that Liz moved away or whatever. And so there's that aspect. And then also the aspect of, I don't know, getting freaking blipped. Like, I, I feel like that would put a level of appreciation or kind of sentimentality in any person who is as cynical and jaded and hilarious as MJ. But it literally didn't mean anything. I'm just saying that it changed her quality into being more unsure of herself. And that bothered me. That's that's fair. Does anybody have anything else on Spider-Man Far From Home? I will say, does anyone have any... Am I reading too much into it? But when they get home... From Europe, they have this weird moment of Flash Thompson being like, where's mom or whatever? And she wasn't yeah. there. What was that about? <laughs> I think, I don't know. I think it was, I, was it just a weird mommy joke or? Like, I guess it was just supposed to be a moment for him to be like, hey, he's not that bad of a guy. But like, I never felt he was that bad of a guy to begin with. So it just felt really like unnecessary. Yeah. It, like, I don't know. There, there seemed to be some, some weightiness with that moment. As to like, not just <laughs> yeah, a weightiness. Like, is he going to become Agent Venom next movie? <laughs> yeah, like I don't know. <laughs> be a little... Tom Hardy has something to say about that, probably. Does Fla- who does does Flash Thompson becomes somebody? Doesn't at some he become point, Agent probably, Venom? Right? He has Venom at yeah. some point. He becomes Agent Venom. Yeah. yeah. What does that even mean? He's like a military. The government dude. weaponizes <laughs> the Venom symbiote, essentially. And then he becomes Agent Anti Venom, which is the same thing, but with the Anti Venom symbiote. And then he gets brutally murdered by Does... Norman Osborne's Red Goblin. Oh, so fun whatever. stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is, I mean, he becomes Venom after losing his legs in the air. Oh, like, that's right. Back. That's right. Yeah. So the suit grows in legs, and he becomes a guardian of the galaxy for a while, and then he comes back. Shit got weird. But yeah, that's why, it's just when that moment happened, I was like, are we supposed to be take that to be like, oh yeah, we need to remember Flash as a bigger character than he is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think it was just maybe a weird joke that didn't land for some reason. Yeah, that's very possible. 
so there's also I'm reading something on um, Screen Geek right now. So apparently the scene. So well, there's also the aspect of uh, the character who plays Flash throughout it is like live vlogging like the entire oh trip the flash whatever, mob right? that's such a great name yeah <laughs> um and then there's a scene where peter uses edith and like kind of like hacks everyone and sees what everyone's doing and it, it happened so quickly so like i missed it but apparently he's like checking up about his ailing father like his father's oh, sick weird. or whatever and so i missed that too the fact that he hasn't had any contact with his family the entire trip and then when he wasn't picked up by his mother, I guess... Seriously, what is this through line? <laughs> I guess that's leading to, like, maybe some more tragedy for like Flash in the movie? future. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. He will become the villain next movie. <laughs> well, either him or... Uh, he is Craven. <laughs> if Ned, if Ned's last name turns out to be Leeds, he might be a supervillain, too. Who's, it is Ned Leeds. What? Who is Ned Leeds? Hobgoblin. Oh no! Please, yeah, but, I don't like this. <laughs> but you have could to have a... Flash. Could they make Flash a Green Goblin? Like it doesn't have to be an Osborn, right? We're in the worst timeline, guys. I mean, to be fair, Norman Osborn's been a bigger villain without the Green Goblin persona as of late, so yeah. I could see it work. Yeah. Are you talking about his performance in Boondock Saints? The Will Green Defoe. Goblin. Yeah, Willem Dafoe. Oh. <laughs> William Defoe's uh, iconic portrayal of Norman Osborn. Still, it's, uh, it's definitely something. I saw this. I saw this like joke list of like why Spider-Man Two is still the best, and it just like the only movie to have Will- uh, Willem Defoe screaming from a mirror, "Avenge me!" <laughs> I, don't, like, I don't know why, but it just Spider-Man Two up. is at least like the sixth best Spider-Man. <laughs> You, um, I clearly need to watch that one again because I have <laughs> no so leanings good. one direction or the other. <laughs> That's going to do it for Spider-Man Far From Home. Our next episode is going to be A24's release of Ari Aster's Midsummer, a quote-unquote horror movie. Quote-unquote? Um, is it like folk horror? Folk horror? Folk horror meets grief trauma what are you guys talking about it's it's clearly a fun for the family romp through sweden (laughs) yeah you heard that super fun music great date movie (laughs) so that's gonna be our next episode and um until then i'm zach oldenburg you can find me wherever you can find at zach oldenburg and you can find us at middlebro.com rate and review us wherever you get your podcast I'm Ben Grigsby. You can find me on Letterboxd and Twitter at the Grigsby Bear, and you can find all of us on Facebook at Middle of the Row. I'm Jonathan Rahul. You can follow me on Twitter at another Rahul J, and you can also follow us on Twitter at Middle of Row. And I'm Lauren Heimbaugh. You can find me on Beware. Or, oh my God! You can find me on Twitter at Beware of Trees, and you can find us on Tumblr at Middle of the Row. And I just realized if they used technology that tracked heat signatures in this movie, it would have been not a movie because it would have ended immediately. Why? Because they would have seen little drones doing everything. Oh. It's like this government agency doesn't have have heat seeking technology or heat signature. Yeah, maybe they can hide their heat signature or something. We will never know. I loved when not Maria Hill blew up the drone in front of yeah I did too when it was Maria Hill (laughs) 
things. You don't, you don't think Talos' wife is going to We don't know anything about Go her. Go Midsummer, And remember, the best seats are in the middle of the row.